Well, good morning and welcome. How's everybody today? Good. Well, we're in our, in our new digs here. This is a great place. And so uh, why don't you stand with us? And we're going we're gonna to start with a, uh, a little bit of a traditional opening for, a, uh, for one of our churches here. So join with me in this. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above, ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. you uh, just turn around to say hi to somebody. I don't think we're allowed to do the whole shake hands, hug and stuff, but, uh, you know, welcome somebody here and to this new place. Hi, my name is Courtney, and I am the children's director at our mission location. Here is your family news for this week.
first of all, welcome to the grand opening of the new location here in Lake Country. We are so excited about what God will do in our Creekside community now that we have relocated to this building. We hope you will join us for coffee and cookies today after the service as we continue the celebration. We are one week into our 21 days of prayer. There are many opportunities for us to gather as a church family, to pray together for our families, our church, and our communities, including an online prayer time every weekday at 7 a.m. On Wednesdays, we also have a prayer gathering at our Rutland location from 9.30 to 11 a.m. that everyone is welcome to come to. And don't forget to sign up on our website for our daily email prayer devotional. If you missed a few, don't worry, you can find them on our website. Kids Club, our midweek program for kids in grades kindergarten to grade five starts this Wednesday at 6 p.m. here at our new Creekside location. We still have more spots available, so sign your kids up today. We are also looking for volunteers, and if you can help, please sign up online as well. Our youth group for grades 6 to 12 meets every Tuesday at 7 p.m. here in Lake Country. For more information on what's happening for youth this week, please contact Chris Weens or Josh Housen. That's all for your family news. Thanks and have a wonderful week. Oh, good to see everyone. And one of the things I said uh, to Kim that last week being different from the theater is like, I could legit see everybody in the, like, in the crowd. We're at the theater, couldn't see like anybody. Um, it, it felt like, because you know, everybody sits like in the back of the theater and stuff like that or halfway up. And so it felt like there was nobody until I did this and I saw, oh, look, there's all these people. And so I can see everybody. This is amazing. Um, welcome to our grand opening here at our new space. It's so good to see you. Uh, why don't you stand with me and I'm going to pray and then we're going to lead, Warren's going to lead us in worship once more. Heavenly Father, Lord, we are so grateful that we can be in this space to meet with you, Lord, to worship you. Um, we thank you uh, for this new gathering opportunity, Lord, here at this church. And we are excited for the years to come and, Lord, what you're going to do in this space uh, through our church. And so this is our kickoff, Lord, but most of all, we celebrate you, Lord. We want to celebrate and worship you because you are the reason we are here. You are the reason why we can gather together as a body. You are the one who leads us and guides us and directs us. And so, Lord, you deserve all of our praises. And so, Lord, we want to be in an attitude of worship. Lord, we're excited, yes, for what this day means for our church, but, Lord, we're more excited uh, to worship you. So prepare our hearts as we, Lord, open up our mouths and our hearts what you and, and give praises to you father in your name we pray amen Lord of heaven, I do not deserve the grace you have given all the promise of your word. 
Thank you, Father, Lord, for leading us to this place. And Lord, that it would be a place that we can find rest in your arms. And Lord, that your spirit would just dwell in this place. Amen. When I survey the wondrous cross on which the prince of Just gain I count by loss and for contempt on all my pride. See from his head, his hands, his feet. Seated. 
Oh, just a couple announcements before we take our offering here. Um, first announcement is if you are new here, this is your first Sunday, welcome. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm the pastor here at our Creekside campus for Willow Park Church. Uh, I would love for you to grab one of these at the end of the service. They're at our Connect desk. These are our Welcome to Willow Park Church Connect cards. Uh, and you could fill it out. There's things that you can check off, maybe that you're interested in or want to know more. And you can drop this off. Then you'll get a wonderful, spectacular email for myself and there's a little gift at the end of it uh, and so I, please fill this out if there's not any more incentive I'm not sure what else to say or to do and so uh, fill one of these out that would be great if you are new here second is kids clubs we are having kids clubs this Wednesday here at this location and so we are excited to be able to do this to offer this uh, so sign up your kids it will run for six weeks from 6 to 7 30 it's a great time for them to come to interact, learn more about Christ. There's lots of crafts. There's lots of games. It's a really fun time. We also need help. And so if you like helping with crafts, if you like chasing kids, I can see everybody ready to do this. Here we go. And so we need you to sign up and volunteer to help in those spaces. It will be um, low taxing, I guess is the best. Like you're like how you like I have four kids, so, you know, anything under four kids is not taxing to me, but, um, it, like, it, it's, it'll be easy, easy work, so, and you get to hang out with kids, which are always fun, and so, uh, any more announcements? Let's see. No, that's it. That's all I got. Uh, we're going to take our offering now, and so you can look in front of you, and there's actually envelopes in front of you. This is amazing, a new endeavor that we're entering into. And so uh, I would encourage you to grab an envelope uh, if you are uh, wanting to give. And our giving box is actually going to be in the back as you leave. Next week we'll have this whole routine of We've got these really long extension offering takers here, and so like go-go gadget and arms kind of thing. And so uh, we're going to hope to like, kick that off next week uh, as we COVID-safe, it's COVID-friendly. And uh, But we want, I keep saying this, we want to be 2 Corinthians 8 givers. We want to give willingly and sacrificially. Uh, and so that's what Christ has called us to do. We see in Matthew that the biggest thing that is the battle, probably within our relationship with Jesus, uh, is money. And so as we freely give, uh, that is no longer bonding us or holding us back. And so let's take a moment, and we're going to pray for the offering. Uh, you can fill those out. There's also these QR codes. You might be wondering, there's this black thing. There's a, a code on there. You can, I did the demonstration one, so you could take out your phone, open the the camera, scan it, and it will take you to our giving page, and you can give that way too if you like to be electronically savvy. And so let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you that we, uh, Lord, we thank you for what you've given us. Lord, we thank you for the ways that you've provided for us. Lord, this is a sign, a way, Lord, and you call us to do this uh, as to give. Or does something to our hearts, does something to our minds. It does something also for the kingdom of Christ that we're trying to do here in Lake Country, in Kelowna, and throughout the Okanagan. And so, Lord, we thank you for what you've given us. And, Lord, we want to freely give back to you. Lord, knowing that you are the one who owns the cattle on a thousand, a cattle on a thousand hills. I might have screwed that up. But we know that you are the one who owns it all, Lord. That you are in control of everything. So we trust you freely, Lord. In your name we pray. Amen.
shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up Coming after me No wall you won't kick down Lie you won't tear down Coming after me No shadow you won't light up Mountain you won't climb up Coming after me You might have seen some new faces or familiar faces uh, here. Uh, we got Pastor Phil, who is our lead pastor, is here today, along with some of our elders. We have Pat Aylard, and we have Steve Enns, and we have Shane Baxter over here, uh, an old Winfield native, um, and also the son of Hugh and, or, uh, Hugh and Angie, and so some of our Creekside uh, attendees. And so they're going to come on up, and they are going to just commission and pray over this new space uh, as we enter into uh, this new chapter of Creekside. And so I'm going to invite Phil to come on up and the elders here. Fantastic. Thank you. Uh, I think it'd be really lovely. I don't know, um, is, is Janet here as well? She's, um, I thought she was coming, but uh, we've got, um, we've just finished a uh, elders retreat uh, up at Fairhaven, so we go away once a year on a Friday, uh, pray, seek the Lord, uh, and then uh, spend Saturday together. And this is a really significant time for us. There are, um, if I might say, there are 11 elders in our church, and um, we are 
we, although we haven't got a full complement at the moment. And if I may say, we would love it if, um, if you nominate as many Creekside people as possible uh, to be represented on the board. Do I hear a big amen? Because um, <laughs> it's, it's been hard trying to get you on the board. Um, we would love that. Um, we are so blessed just by the opportunity to be able to uh, gather together and to find this home and to be able to reach Lake Country and to continue the mission of God that God has for us for Lake Country, yes? Uh, your, your presence in this town is significant. Your presence in this town is needed. We believe that God has called us to bless Lake Country as a Willow Park uh, church. And we're excited about the opportunity that is taking place here. So we are, we are really blessed by that. And we thought it'd be really good to just pause. I know Warren prayed um, uh, last uh, week and he's sort of like the father of the house. Um, and has been around forever. Um, uh, and that was a real blessing to hear about that and to connect with that. But we thought as an elders, uh, we would come and we would lay hands on Jeremy and Kim. We did commission them, and then there was a pandemic. Um, uh, so honestly, they didn't really get a chance to get massively settled into Lake Country and let the whole world uh, change. But let's we want to take a moment and we want to commission them. We want to uh, believe that as we move forward that this church will be packed, that there will be salvations. Uh, we've started a kids club. We're excited about that. Reaching out into the community. Uh, Alpha, Marriage Alpha. You've been uh, running uh, outreach events. But just as a perfect place for us to step out into the mission here in Lake Country and love on Lake Country. And, and remind ourselves that Jesus is the Lord of this church. He's the Lord of, of this, this church. And, and when I read the beginning of Revelations, and everybody's talking about Revelations at the moment, uh, but when I believe, read the beginning of Revelation, I notice that Jesus walks amongst the churches. Now, let me remind you that those churches were no bigger than, for many of them, no bigger than Lake Country's community. But for Jesus, in that whole region of the Lycian Valley, those churches were important to God. And in fact, so important that he knew the characters and people in those churches, their attitudes and their actions. Isn't that terrifying? That Jesus knew the actions. And he said, I walk amongst you. But you know, there's this lady that comes a bit of a problem. And you're thinking, honestly, Jesus? And he said, I, I really like what you're doing in the community, but I've got this one thing against you. And when I read that, I fall to my knees. Because it reminds me as a shepherd and as a pastor, and with the Lord Jesus is our over-shepherd. He is our he is our senior pastor. He is our shepherd. I am reminded again and again that he is the Lord of the church and he actually takes a lot more interest in the life of local churches than sometimes even we do. And church is important. 
Church is the hope of the world. Church wasn't our idea, it was Jesus' idea. And so that's why we continue to be committed to pushing forward and proclaiming the beautiful news of the gospel and, and all that is uh, taking place. So we want to pray and want to gather. So Jeremy, come up. I don't know if Kim is, um, if we can um, uh, uh, grab her. Um, I don't know if we... Did you did you tell your wife that she was? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to go, Jeremy. Uh, uh, oh, he's gone. Well, just talk amongst yourselves for a moment. It's great, isn't it? Um, it's really good, and uh, isn't it great? It's a lovely environment, and the sound guy sounds so awesome. I mean, uh, Warren sounds amazing, and it. The, it's so good. So thank you, team, over there for what you've, you've done and, and the way. And we're, um, I just love Jeremy and Kim. They've got a great heart, haven't they? Pastor's heart, a real shepherds. That is something that is, in this day and age, is, is worth a million dollars in the bank. And uh, I'm just talking about you, not to you. Um, <laughs> And I, I get to hang out with this guy in the week, and I was just um, uh, saying, Kim, how much we appreciate you and Jeremy and how blessed we are uh, by your leadership and by your role in this community and what you're building and what you're doing. And I want to say to you both that you have the anointing of the Holy Spirit on you. You have a a kind and gentle heart and yet a, a kind of perception of knowing what God is doing and being guided by the Spirit. And you need to be free to lead and to build as the Lord leads you. You need to be free to know that God has anointed you. And although we laid hands on you um, right at the beginning of this journey, the journey has changed shape and everything has changed shape. So I kind of feel like today is another commissioning for you for this season as you seek to bless and to lead this community. Let no man hold you back and do not allow any of your, your kind of fears to hold you back because what we need is you to dream and believe that you can see Lake Country transformed. To believe that you are on mission. And to draw upon the, the presence of the Lord, the power of the Holy Spirit, the message of the gospel, to allow that to inform you and to use you and to take hold of you. And uh, I know that as the elders are here and and as we've just come from retreat, we have talked about Lake Country, we've prayed for it, and there is nothing but blessing and affirmation for this community and encouragement. And we want to um, release that and share that with you. So be the people that God has called you to be, and we will be blessed by that, won't we, church? So church, at the beginning of this moment, I greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And as we seek to commission this couple for this stage of the journey, will you stand with me? And as we stand together, 
we are going to reach out and we're going to pray the blessing of God upon them. If you feel comfortable or are able, reach out your hand towards them at this time and pray the power of the anointing of the Holy Spirit. In our tradition as Mennonite brethren, we don't have many traditions, but the ones that we do are we break bread together regularly. The other ones that we do is that we baptize people in water, immersing them and, and seeing them renewed in Christ. And the third one is we believe passionately in the laying of hands and the impartation of the gift of God and the anointing of the Holy Spirit and also the laying of hands for calling of the elders, for healing and freedom in the body. But today now we lay hands on Kim and Jeremy and we declare and ask Lord Jesus that you would come now and that you would anoint them. Father, I pray, Lord, that as they step into this season, that they will lead with courage and boldness. I pray, Lord, that they would have the heart of Joshua, and that for every step that he took, he took the land of promise for the Lord. I pray, Lord, that you will give them fresh vision, fresh dreams, that you, Lord God, will ignite within them a fire, and a profound sense of the guidance of the Lord in this ministry. Father, we're excited about what's going to be achieved in this next chapter. And so, Lord, we commission this couple in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. And we pray the anointing of the Lord upon them. And we ask, Lord, upon this congregation and upon this church and upon this building, we pray for the favor, for the health, for the blessing of the Lord, that on the Sunday morning here and throughout the week when we are able to use this building, we bless um, our brothers and sisters here that have allowed us to use this building. And we pray, Lord, that this will become a hub of spiritual activity that will reach out into Lake Country in the name of Jesus. We pray against every lie of the enemy. We pray against every opposition. We pray against every stronghold that may come against us. We pray against the philosophies of this world and the ideology that is existing at this moment. And we declare that the church of God will stand and, and, and they will stand and even the gates of hell will not prevail. That you, Lord, are with your church and that you have called your church. So I pray for Jeremy and Kim. We commission them in the name of Jesus. And I pray for this congregation and commission them in the name of the Lord that they may fulfill the calling of God for the body of Christ, their part in Lake Country now, in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Fantastic. And Kim's off again. <laughs> if I could say at the end, because we've got some elders as well, if you do want prayer, 
as you know from our website, a big thing is at the moment we're praying for people. If you're in need of prayer at the end of the service, I know Jeremy will be around, and, uh, but the elders are here, and if you'd like laying of hands for any issue, take that opportunity according to Scripture, and we'll pray for you uh, this morning. Awesome. Thanks, Jeremy. Oh, there we go. Look at this. Look, we're growing from this week uh, to last week. There's been lots of changes. Hopefully you've seen them as you've come in. Uh, and it's, thank you so much for coming, elders and Phil, to our grand opening service here and that we are kicking this off uh, in an awesome way. And there's cookies after. Please, I'm not sure how many cookies are there, but we need you to eat cookies. And so I know you're like, it was just Christmas, and I'm trying to watch it, but you don't need to watch it today. Today's cheat day, and so you can eat as many cookies as you want today and drink as much coffee as you please. And so I just have a, uh, a little bit longer message than last week, not long as normal, and so it's going to be on Isaiah 43, 16 to 21. Uh, the scripture will pop up there in a bit, but I mentioned last week that we... Um, there's like moving, right? We've all moved, and moving doesn't feel always great, and I'm not sure if there's ever a great time to move, but like I mentioned, I feel like there's really like a not great time, and that was hands down Christmas time, beginning of the new year, and we did it. But as I look back to last year and everything actually that we traveled through as a, as a campus, I, I was thinking, you know what? It's good that we started 2022 right in the beginning, um, right here in this moment. It's good. A new year, new beginnings. Uh, you know, we start with certainty with where we are this year. Uh, if we look back to 2021, everything we traveled back in 2021, it was quite a unique path for our church. I mean, for all churches, really. But let's look specifically at our campus. At this time last year, we were meeting online. And so we had online church, and then we had upper Zoom. It was a Zoom church thing for our campus. Then we did church in the courtyard. We were able to gather outside. And you know what? Thank the Lord that we had not very many rainy days at that moment, because later we definitely paid for it. Um, but we were able to gather on Sunday outside in the courtyard and, and every Sunday. And so it was really exciting to do that. And then we met in the park. And then we met in the parking lot of the Memorial Hall. We were like, really, we're just this traveling church band that we really would meet anywhere that we could last year. And then we were able actually to get into the building. So we were able to meet in the foyer in the summertime. And then Finally, in September, we were back in the theater. And so, 2021, wild ride. Can we say amen? Amen on that one. That's a good one. When we were back in the theater in September, there was a service that I spoke about, like just reminding us of who we are, right? Because it had been quite the journey even into 2022. And it was just a message of a talking about the Israelites and the journey that they took through slavery and exile. And, but they were given these moments where they were to remember the miracles of what God did, how God came through through for them in those toughest times and actually called them forward in things that he wanted them to do. And he called them to remind themselves of, you know what, those moments, maybe when it was hard to look back to see where Christ was good or where God was good and where he brought them through. So now a similar message, but with a different tone and with a different section of scripture and what we're calling us to in this next phase of Creekside. And so let's pray. Father, Lord, we are thankful uh, for new beginnings. 
Lord, we're thankful that we could start here at the beginning of 2022, even though, you know, we went through Christmas and a transition there to get here, and it, it took a week longer than expected, Lord, but we're excited that we can begin in this new space and this new year. And we're looking forward to what you have for us as we continue to move forward. And so, Father, we, we come to you, Lord, and we ask that you would speak to us in a mighty way this morning, or that you would lead us and guide us. In your name we pray. Amen. Just going to switch my mic there. I was kind of choking myself. And so, <laughs> all right, Isaiah 43, 16 to 21. It's going to pop up here on the screen. Uh, for those, if you want to open your Bible, you can open it to Isaiah 43. Here we go. This is what the Lord says. He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals, they honor me. The jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and the streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, so they may proclaim my praise. The beauty of Scripture and what makes it living is that, you know, it resonates with us and it speaks with us as we go through life. And so this section, you know, is a prophetic word from Isaiah to Israel, reminding them that God is the only one who saves, actually. He's the only one who saves He's the only one you, uh, he can bring you through the things you're going through. And he's reminding Israel through everything that actually they're going through that God is the one who will make a way. He will make a way for them. Now as New Testament believers, as a church, you know, we see Jesus as the one who he provides for us. He's the way. But as Isaiah writes prophetically to Israel, they were mired in this desperate, this circumstance of captivity and exile. I mean, that sounds so familiar throughout the Old Testament. It's like, Go to a new chapter and repeat. But if they are stuck in their sin and their failure and discouragement of the past, actually, they're never going to move forward. They're never going to find the new thing that God has for them. And because God, he's saying, don't remember, actually, the former things. And you're like, what? Don't remember the former things? We talk about remembering, but he says, don't remember? And it's this fascinating and instructive switch between Isaiah 43, 16 to 17 and Isaiah 43, 18. Because in Isaiah 43, 16 to 17, it says, Israel is told to look to the past by remembering the great things God did for them at the Red Sea. So Isaiah says, remember the past in 16 and 17. Then he like flips the switch all of a sudden in, in 18. He says, they are told, no, don't actually remember the former things, uh, nor consider the things of old. This is like me talking to my kids. I'm like, do this. Wait, no, 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 no. Don't do that. Don't do that. And so it, it's like, I feel, Isaiah's like, what are you, what's he trying to do here? Because this shows us that there is a sense, sense in which we must remember the past. We must remember the past. We must remember what God has done for us, the great work that he did on our behalf. And as a church, right, we remember the great things of the past 13 years in the theater. We remember the things that have taken place in that space on Sundays. Maybe you were baptized at that, in the theater or outside the theater in that location. Like for Zion, he was baptized there. He will always have that special memory because of that. Maybe that space in the theater, you know, it was where you felt your spiritual growth happen. You know, maybe you saw yourself, you know, something change within your life, you know, two or three years after being uh, as a, at Creekside over there at the theater. You know, that holds a special memory as you go into that space. 
Maybe you felt your life actually turn around. You did a, a 180, and you know, there was a service, there was a moment, and you can remember where you're sitting at in the theater and where God came in a mighty way, the Spirit touched you and transformed you. This week, Kim was, you know, asked Zion this question, you know, at school mom, homeschool life. What is a setting? She's like, to get him interested. In Star Wars, what is the setting? And Zion replied, he's like, well, that's where the story takes place. The, the setting of Star Wars is, you know, it's space or Tatooine or any of those other ones. That's the only planet I know in Star Wars. And so I'm not, if there's any Star Wars people out there, I don't know much, so don't get excited. Um, those memories, you know what, that we have, they have the setting of the theater. But that isn't the complete story. Those memories, they have people attached to it. What made this space wasn't because of the theater, but it was because of the spirit, because of the body of believers that were there. Last week, I'm not sure how you felt if you were here last week, but I got here in the morning and I felt like, you know what, we're supposed to be here. But then everyone started to show up and I said this, it felt like home. It felt like home. It felt like this is where we're supposed to be, but then everybody got here and everything changed. It didn't matter about where we were, but it mattered about who we were with and who we were worshiping. Now, as Isaiah shares this prophetic message, we see him, right, to tell, tells him to remember the past, but then to forget about the past. So why? Because there is this sense in which we must forsake and forget the past. And you're like, oh, we forget about everything in the past. No, we'll get there, but... With all the discouragement and defeat in Isaiah they might have experienced for the Israelites, he wanted to forget about the past and move on to what God had for them in the future. Right? Remembering is not bad. But when we dwell on things that have happened in the past, we can maybe live there a little bit. We can forget to move forward because we remember how good it was, right? And what and we want to stay there, right? Like, I start to tell stories about cell phones and how they're different now. Or, you know what, I grew up in the 90s, and I'm like, man, the 90s were so cool. But I can't live there. I, can't, I can try to look like I did in the 90s, but the reality is I can't grow hair, and my figure has changed a little bit. And so, amen. So, the mindset behind what Isaiah is saying is that we look forward with great excitement. We look forward with great excitement and anticipation for actually what is ahead of us. And that's the first thing the prophet says. He says this, you guys, you know what, maybe you've you faltered, maybe you have some stuff you're working through, you know, you have some stuff in your past, and you know what, in order to get in touch with your destiny and your future, though, you cannot live in the past, so we got to move forward as a body. You have to move forward as Israel. So we can learn from the past, but we can't live in the past. And the past is a great place to learn from, and we're going to glean a lot from what we have learned as a church for 13 years, but we can't live there. Because if you live in the past, if we live where we were, we'll never embrace the future for what Christ has for us. And Malachi this year, he's playing basketball, uh, and I'm coaching the team. And basketball is my sport. It's the one I, my sport of choice. I grew up playing in high school, was recruited to play college ball. And now I have the opportunity to show these little kids how good I am and maybe live a little bit of my glory days. And so some beat downs <laughs> happening. But my actually skills, they aren't what they used to be. Shocking. 
And like I said, my body has changed. I've had an Achilles surgery. I've been having this back pain. I'm like, what is this? And I went to the doctor. I'm like, yeah, I've seen a massage therapist. And he's like, welcome to getting old. And I'm just like, what do you mean getting old? It's like, I'm 37. He's like, don't worry, it'll get worse. And so, <laughs> and so I have to remember something as I'm teaching them, as I'm playing with them. I'm not trying to be like, come back tour for Jeremy. This is my moment as a 37-year-old to, you know what, maybe somebody will YouTube, put it on YouTube and I can start, you know, dunking on these little kids and they're like, I want this guy on our team. Those days are over. I have no college career. But now my race is different. My race is one of teaching these kids to play and to be disciplined. I don't live in the past of my past basketball skills. I live with what I've learned playing basketball, and I apply it to where, we are, where I am now as I'm teaching these kids. And this is where we are as a church. We've learned 13 years. We have a beautiful future ahead of us that we want to grasp and we want to run with. So the question is, what is God saying today? What, you know, what is God doing in your heart this morning? Maybe, you know, this isn't just for our church, but specifically for you, this message is for people, you know, who are maybe wrestling with God. What do you have for me for this new year what, what can I get excited about? What do I see about in the future? And this is why we engage with 21 days of prayer right away so we can focus on Christ and seeing what he has for us as we move forward throughout this year. And so let's not live in the past. The prophet challenges the Israelites. He says, forget the former things, man. He's like, forget them. Forget those former things. There are some things that we have to let go of. Let go of some of those past victories. Let go of some past failures. Let go of it because every day is now a new journey with Christ that we are going through. In our church, it actually has a great history. And we relish that and we embrace it. And we say, you know what, Lord, we're excited for the last, we are really thankful for the last 13 years that we've had, of it, has it had as a campus. And everything that was accomplished, all the back-to-school giveaways, the many lives touched, the baptisms, you know, the new believers, the things that our church has seen, but now we have something new in front of us. We want to embrace the future. And I say this not just for our church's journey, but like I said, for our personal lives. Let's embrace individually in our lives what Christ has for us going forward this year. He's a God of today, and he has some things to say today. Because I hope that as you look at your spiritual journey, I hope that as you look at your walk with Christ and your spiritual development, that those greatest days aren't actually the days of the things that happened five years ago. But you realize that there's going to be great things that happen today, great things that he has for you this year. The Holy Spirit wants to do mighty things in your life today. He wants to do amazing things as you draw close to him. Now, my favorite part of this section of Scripture is 1819. And it's going to pop up here on the screen again. It says, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. So he builds up Israel. You know, by telling them to remember the good things. Remember the good things. He's like, you know, he takes the verses 16 and 17, remember those things that Christ has done. And I hope we, as we've begun this year, even as we've journeyed through our life, that we remember the good things. And they're reminiscing, and maybe they're caught in their reminiscing, and then all of a sudden he snaps and says, forget about it. And imagine the scene. Imagine the scene. Some of them, you know what? He's saying, you remember the good things. And some of them are smiling and reminiscing about the way that God has made a way for them. 
Maybe they're crying because of the journey as they're reminiscing. Maybe they're, some of them are actually praising in the middle of this because of his faithfulness as they remember what he's done. And then all of a sudden he says, stop, forget. He says, forget all this. It's nothing compared to what I'm going to do because I am going to make a way and it's going to be amazing for you. He is preparing something new. He says, the best is yet to come. He's like, are you guys getting excited for what is yet to come? I imagine the Israelites, right, they're living in captivity and they're like, you know, we don't have anything to look forward to, God. God, is this really the reality that we live in? Yeah, we've heard all the great stuff that you did when Moses was the leader and Abraham, you know, was the father of faith and he went to the land of the promise and those guys were awesome and God, you did all these things. But we haven't seen God, we haven't seen you do anything lately. We're not anticipating anything new. We're not expecting it. But notice this. He says, it's nothing compared to what I'm going to do. He says, I've done some amazing things, but the best is yet to come. You guys haven't seen anything yet. It's going to get better. It's going to get better. And this is what we step into as we begin this new chapter as a church. Even as we individually begin this new year, we step into amazing things. Because he's a God of the present. He's not a God of the past. More joy, more peace, more faith, more confidence in Christ, more lives changed, more development, more advancement of the vision. See, if Israel stayed stuck in the discouragement, in the seduction of Babylon that they were experiencing at that time, they would never look for the new thing of the release from the exile that they were experiencing. Isaiah, he built them up. He gets them remembering what he has done. Then he says, forget about it and tells them to see I'm doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The most important word in this scripture is see. It's an invitation from the Lord himself. See, see, come to me. See what I'm going to do. Are you ready? Here we go. The next phrase makes it clear. God is already doing something new. He's already doing it. We just need to see. We need to grab. We need to behold. Now it springs up. It's growing because God loves doing new things. God does new things. He is making a path through the wilderness. He is causing the streams to flow in desert. These things don't make sense, but they make sense with God because this is who he is and what he does. Church, do you see God is doing a new thing for us? Do you see it? Now, if we see it, we must build it. God says, I will build it. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? He says, I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in a dry wasteland. And I love this. God says, listen, when I'm moving and leading, I will build things in places that people did not think were possible. He says, I'll put a river in a desert. I'll put a highway that leads to the middle of nowhere. God is a builder, and God builds things that is in unexpected places. And we might not expect it to be here in January 2022, but the Lord knew, and he was already building. Now we can run with it, and we can embrace it. Isaiah was giving them a vision for the future. He was giving them a pathway. He's saying, look, actually, I'm making a way. He's saying, this is what, you, this is what it's going to look like. He's actually laying out. He's like, this is what the way is going to look like. It's going to be, he's making a way through the wilderness. 
He's put in a river. He's actually laying it out by detail, what it's going to look like. That is what Isaiah is doing. He's telling them to look what he is doing, a new thing. And this is actually how you're going to get there. Pathway through the wilderness, river, streams in the wasteland. Today, God is doing a new thing in a new place for us, for our church. But we are not where we want to be as a church. Not that I'm tearing us down or anything like that, but we are still here, so that still means that we have a purpose and a vision to carry out. And today, I simply wanted to encourage you with that, but I want to remind you of who we are and what we are called to do here at Willow Park Church, Creekside. As I mentioned in September, I gave us our Willow Park Church's vision, the vision as a whole. The vision as a whole for all of our campuses, for everything we want to see as a whole, Willow Park Church is this, to see lives transformed by Jesus in the Okanagan Valley. It's all about real life as God intended. Each letter represents an aspect of life we continually work and pray towards as a church, redeemed in power, active in listening life. The beauty of Willow Park Church is that we have campuses, and each campus looks different. You go to Rutland, it looks different from our wonderful, spectacular, amazing campus, uh, Lake Country. Nothing, no offense, Phil. Um, but you go to South, it looks different. It looks different. And so we actually do things a little bit differently, but with the same heart to see people reached in the Okanagan Valley. And so as a mission, this is what we are to do. This is what our purpose is. This is what we are to do right now. And then the vision is actually where we want to be as a church. So Lake Country Mission, our mission is this, growing disciples who raise new disciples. This is who we want to be. We want to equip. We want to equip those who are here within the building. We want to reach out into our community. We want to see new people come to Christ, and we want to connect them with the body. Here is our campus. This is who we are. We want to be people who are growing, but we want to be people who are not just growing and being big trees ourselves, but we want to reach out and plant new trees so we can see people come to know Christ. This is where we want to be. This is where the angle, this is what we are trying to accomplish. Our campus is Lake Country. It's to be a community of passionate believers who desire to impact the world and change our generation and community with the reality of Jesus. This is the vision of who we want to be. This is what we're constantly striving towards. And we do it by working through the mission of growing and raising new disciples. How do we do that? There's many beautiful ways. We do prayer. We want to be a community, a church surrounded by prayer because that's what we feel will draw us close to Jesus and will impact our community when we recognize that we need him. We're in our 21 days of prayer. There's going to be Willow One prayer on the January 30th. It's going to be a massive gathering of we're going to pray together. We're going to hear what the Lord has done the last 21 days. And the beauty going forward is we have this space Sunday nights now. We hope to create prayer time, prayer spaces in this new space. We want a discipling. We want new disciples. We have our youth that will run out of this space. We have kids ministry and kids club that will run out of this space. Next month, Alpha Marriage. Next month, Alpha. We have our good friends fellowship who are constantly reaching out to their, their group and their demographic. We're going to have now this space that we have. We can run small groups from this space where we can grow and learn together. I think we want to reach out to our community. We'll continue to do our back-to-school giveaway. Kids Club is a way that we can reach out. And the beautiful thing about meeting in this new space and recognizing the new things that Christ is doing is that I'm hearing so many wonderful things from people who are excited about 
creating new ministries that come out of this space. And that's what's exciting, church. When believers, when the church is like, I can do this, recognizing the gifts and the talents that they have, and then they can incorporate them to reach out into the community, but also to grow in their walk with Christ. This is who we are, church. This is what Christ is calling us to do. I'm excited for this new journey. I hope you're excited for this new journey after you've heard this message. I hope you recognize that this is a new chapter for us. We look back and we are amazed by the 13 years that we've had so far, but there is a beautiful future ahead of us that I don't want to miss. And so, I'm going to take this moment. I'm going to invite the worship team to come up. Phil had mentioned, you know, if you want prayer from elders, our elders are here. And they will pray for you. Phil is here also. Let's stand together. Oh, hello. <laughs> didn't, didn't know I made a joke. Didn't you? Um, why don't you stand with me? Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you. Well, that you're already ahead of us. Lord, that you're already creating. Lord, that we didn't know. Lord, I had no idea three and a half years ago when I got here everything that we would be going through as a church. I didn't know that 2022 we'd be in this new space. But Lord, you were creating. You were making a way. Lord, even when it felt really tough, Lord, you were saying, look, there's a way. Lord, it feels like we're home, not because of this building makes it home, but because of the people who gather in this space make it feel like home. That's what gives it life. And Lord, that's what we want this space to be in this community, a place where people feel life. They come into relationship with Jesus. Lord, I think it's great that we have a baptismal tank here on this stage, Lord. I'm excited to use it, Lord. Excited to see new believers come, Lord. Excited to see new baptisms, Lord. We're excited to see this place bustling because of, not that we just simply open the doors, but because of the people who are in the doors, Lord, who are being your light in this community. You're doing a new thing. Lord, I'm really excited about this new thing that you're going to be doing in this space. We look forward with excitement. Forget about the past, Lord, but we remember that we can't live there, but we live, Lord, with what you have for us next. In your name we pray, Father. Amen. Amen. Hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame, but wholly trust in Jesus' name. Let's sing that again. Trust the sweet 
you for coming there's gonna be cookies and, and the coffee out but you know what uh, if you need prayer healing or you know there's a situation going through your life right now that you really need to touch from the lord you need to feel him near and just an encouraging word our elders are going to come up uh, and they're going to pray be available for prayer and so i encourage you to come up for prayer um there'll be music from that will play softly in the background not from Warren, maybe from Warren, some from somebody but um our elders are going to come up and they're going to pray uh be available for prayer so you're dismissed thank you for coming enjoy your the rest of your day